0: What is up, everyone, and welcome to another issue of Sibling Rivalry, the comic book club show hosted by yours truly, it's Ben Pye.
1: And me! Hannah! In. Hannah.
0: Wow, you're really loud. Oh, no, it's just, it's, you're not loud on this. You're just loud in my ears. Okay. Um, this week, uh, we're back to, back to Marvel. Oh, real quick. For anyone new, um, sibling rival read is a comic book club that my sister and I host um, to fi- try to find some really good comic books, uh, potentially entry level. Um, I think the more we do this show, the more we'll be stepping away from like entry level comics and going, you know, into some deep lore. Uh, but for now, we're doing a lot of entry level um, comics to to try and get. You know, people interested, especially with all the movies and shows coming out, it can be really daunting to see what it is you want to read. Um, So this week we're going to Marvel uh, and uh, a personal one of one of my top three favorite heroes from Marvel. Uh,
2: But I picked the comic.
0: You did pick the comic. A comic that I had read already.
2: Yeah, which got me so bummed, but it's fine. I mean, Mm. I've picked comics that we've both read before.
0: Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I I mean, I think you were just mildly surprised by the fact that I would already read it. Um,
2: Yeah, because it's a newer one and you've been behind.
0: Yeah, but (laughs) since uh, since I am now a subscriber of Marvel Unlimited, um, I am able to keep really, really well up to date.
2: <clears throat> so,
0: that's, that's how I knew this one. Um
2: and this is such a hard one for me to pick, because I knew the hero, and I had
1: three options that I was choosing from before settling on this one.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and, and I am glad that you did this one, because this is <clears throat> kind of... it's It's not, like, super origin-heavy, but it's like, the re-origin of Daredevil.
2: It has, like, those really nice flashback moments to understand the character more. And, I mean, given the turmoil that he is in throughout this volume...
0: It's fitting.
2: It is extremely fitting. Yeah. And, and, like, refreshing. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a fun, refresh, Mm -hmm. flashback-heavy... Uh, volume.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't even call it flashback heavy. I think there were like maybe two full pages flash- each each There's issue.
2: There a small flashback <laughs> almost in every volume.
0: Okay. okay. In
2: the first half of the book.
0: Right. Um, Not about
2: the entire thing. But.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so for those of you listening, we did Daredevil uh, to Heaven Through Hell, the chip- Zadarsky, Darsky, Zarsky, I don't know how to say his name, um, <clears throat> as the writer, and then uh, quite a few, well, two major artists, um, one of them being Marco Cicchetto. Um and for one issue alone, oh no, I'm sorry, Marco Chichetto was the first five issues, issues six through nine were Lalit Kumar Sharma. And I'm just going to apologize for butchering all these names. And then the last issue of the of the book was Jorge Fornes.
3: So Daredevil.
0: Why did you so you said you were choosing between three books?
1: hmm
0: Why did you choose this one? So the,
1: the one of
2: the options was the origin story.
0: We all know how I feel about origin stories.
2: And I felt... Well, I felt like that was cheating in a way. Um, And then the other one that I was between was... A specific artist's Mm -hmm. run. But the
1: the volume itself was composed of very episodic issues. With very minor villains.
3: I got you. That made
1: me kind of Mm -hmm. like... On the fence of choosing. Just because...
2: Even if it was a good start to picking up Daredevil, it probably wouldn't entice a lot of people to pick it up with the minor characters
1: that very few people know about. And so I chose this one. And I really liked the art style that, you know, is in the beginning.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so there, there are definitely three very distinct um, art styles, or rather... I wouldn't even say, like, between the first five issues and the next four issues. I, don't, I, I didn't notice it right away that they were different artists.
1: I noticed it immediately.
0: But that last issue... Like, where, where it goes from issue nine to ten... Uh, that was just like, oh!
2: I felt that, though, about the first switch <clears throat> from the artists. If you look at the entire volume... Though, through the artists, it's very much
1: a... I don't want to say this this way because I feel like it puts a mean spin on it. But between the first five issues and then the rest
2: of the comic, it's almost like the art devolves in terms of the details. So, like, you go from this heavy detail artist to then someone who heavily accentuates shadows and color blocking. And then the last one is just pushing that element even further. And so you just keep consistently losing the detail element to it. Which, I mean, in that way, at least there is a consistent flow, like... From that, but I very much prefer the art style of the first five volumes. Issues, first five issues. Because we are reading volume. a volume,
0: yes. Yeah. <laughs> um.
2: Groovy. Okay, I've had a lot of coffee. <laughs> I had an interview today. My nerves are frayed. My words are going to be jumbled.
0: That's fair. Um. But uh, so, I think I think the main reason that I I didn't really. Um, Pay attention to the the art shift between issues five and six is um, because one went from like what I'm used to seeing in most Spider-Man, especially recently, to stuff that I'm used to seeing in Daredevil comics. Yeah. Um, So I think it was just like both of them were very comfortable, familiar art styles for the comic books that i usually
2: read the art but it was one of those moments that jarred me but yeah
0: Yeah. um but i i will actually say i did not like the art of issue 10 in issue 10 yeah
1: i think at that point i was kind of just like whatever
0: (laughs) gotcha um but yeah, so this, is, uh, this takes place after um, Matt Murdock was uh, hit, by truck. hit by a truck, presumed dead, um, and uh, came back. Uh, he's, so uh, Daredevil had gone away from the, the comics for a bit, and essentially this is Daredevil coming back because, as we all know, no one stays dead in a comic book. Um, so yeah, it was, it's kind of an interesting take, uh, because it's definitely a more mature daredevil. Like, you know, just, just going through life. He's at, I would almost say he's having a superhero midlife crisis.
2: Very much, very Hmm. much, Lisa. I feel like there's, When you pick up a Daredevil comic, you get one of two tones where it's either really upbeat and funny like a Spider Man comic can be, or it's super dark and edgy like the Netflix series was.
0: Yeah, and I almost feel like even that, uh, like Matt Murdock and Daredevil have always been like that, that fine line between sarcastic and very serious. Um, like, it comes across in this book a lot, like, Matt Murdock constantly makes comments about how important the rules are, uh, and, like, that they be followed and, and all of that, so it's like, his personality is there, but they did used to be a lot lighter, like, if you look at, so, like, obviously the first issues of Daredevil, uh, where instead of wearing, This deep blood red. He's got the the yellow and...
3: Yellow, red, and black. But... um,
1: Looking like a wrestler costume to looking like a superhero.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's where the years shift.
0: Yep. Same Um,
1: with Wolverine and stuff.
0: Wolverine has had <clears throat> the Wolverine costume-like thing in the, in the comics for forever, though.
2: I know, but you see his costume change is more so what I'm saying. They just True. keep going back to the wrestler-esque costume. But now he doesn't have any blue outer underwear.
0: Well, because underwear is meant to be worn oh, no. on the inside.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it was originally...
0: I know, I we know. We
1: digress. <laughs>
0: yes, we do. Um... So, yeah, so, Matt Murdock going uh, through superhero midlife crisis, um,
3: which he is...
2: He someone. Yeah. Uh, and while trying to prove himself being a superhero again after being gone for
1: so long.
0: Yeah. And he is, like, in a great amount of denial about the fact that he killed the person.
3: hmm
0: Like, he, he was definitely under the impression that somebody else uh, killed this man and is trying to frame him. It doesn't help that Wilson Fisk is the mayor in this uh, current run, the mayor of New York City. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean, it's it was nice to see a much more human side of, of superheroes, like, hey, you know, these are their flaws kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And it not just brought out but brought out way to the forefront um and one of the things i've always I, i've always enjoyed about um uh, daredevil is his connection to like uh, his yeah his connection to religion it's like he's running around as a death uh, as a as a devil but as devoutly catholic yeah so it's it's that parody is is always really, really uh interesting to read in the comic books and brings mm-hmm. a lot of 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 depth to the character and I feel like they did a really the this book, this volume in particular, was very driven by this dichotomy of wanting to be like a good Catholic boy and the other side of wanting to kick everyone's asses to help other people.
1: Yeah.
2: And with the religion aspect in this, it was also every time that you saw him go to church to talk to somebody, it offered a really interesting perspective. Whether you're religious or not, there's always like an interesting point of view Or philosophy that is um, approached.
0: Yeah, these are what you would definitely call super liberal Catholics. Yeah. (laughs) Though.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I also really, I think my favorite conversation, to be completely honest, with even though I'm saying like, oh, I really enjoyed all of the church scenes because they offered a different perspective and was uh, really interesting takes, was the Reed conversation with Matt. Right, the
0: essentially the exact opposite conversation. So, not only yeah, but do yeah, you
2: proposed it in such an understanding scientific way, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Versus
2: being like, I just finished watching Manifest instead of being like the crazy scientist
1: in that who's like, no, you're all wrong, and was being an ass about it.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. It,
3: it's. Are you looking for that
1: moment? I
3: am
0: looking for that moment. I found it. Um. So, in case you really needed to see how different the art gets, we go from the first style to the second style. Um,
2: Which I like both of them. The last one, though, like I don't know. Do you see what I mean, though? About yes. The, the yeah. Scene? You yeah. you
0: kind of start to to lose detail, and I think he, I noticed that the most from all three of these books seeing Wilson Fisk then Wilson Fisk then Wilson Fisk yeah cuz it's like he's a big fat guy like yeah, there's not that's a lot
1: of this, like super cool illustrated like
0: no no oh I... my
2: god he looks terrifying to then being a big baby in the last one
0: yes exactly um but yeah so like that again that that balance between okay i know we just shoved you know religion down your throat a lot because that's who matt murdock is Let's also, you know, flip the coin over and see the, the science side of it.
1: Yeah.
3: Um,
1: <clears throat> but I mean, even just how he proposed Murdoch's like midlife crisis.
3: Yeah.
2: In the, that, I was like, oh, so great. Because <laughs> he applied it through a religious lens. Uh-huh. But um, with an analytical mindset as a like a scientist. And I was like, oh, love it.
1: And it was fun.
0: Yeah, I, I, I always, I, I do also really love seeing Reed Richards in comics. I, I miss the Fantastic Four, like, a lot. I really, really, what's that? Pick one. No, I more meant I miss having a, like, a current run of a Fantastic oh. Four. I have a couple of Fantastic mm-hmm. Four books, like.
1: I was all the more, like, the newer material of their mm-hmm. standalone stuff,
2: I felt like I was steering more and more away from them.
0: I liked the future foundation. Wow, could you anyways. see the lightning? No. I did not.
1: Could you hear the thunder?
0: Nope. Really? Well, no, I could not.
1: Well, anybody who's watching this, my dog poked his head out because there was thunder and lightning, and he is very, very frightened. Ooh.
3: Um.
0: But yeah, I, I think I, I think you're right. I think it offered that really really good balance and and explained it in a. In a way that made sense for the character. It's always nice when they keep the characters in character. Goodbye! Yeah. Uh, And you know something else I always love in in the Daredevil comics is... uh, You know, the Daredevil comics, they give... Everyone has a slightly different... um, like style for how they do the like Daredevil radar.
2: I love it.
0: Um and I especially loved in uh in, in the panel that I've got on the screen here, um it would be page uh 16 in the in the book itself. Um I love like his fingers touching everything and kind of the ripples coming out. Um, and then him just like kind of scratching his hand across the uh, like kitchen counter. I, I loved how they, how they did that. And then how they show essentially like right next to each other, like the, the room that he's in, but how he sees it and, it, you know, him bringing up that it's feels like a box as well. It's
2: yeah. Something, I mean, I'm like torn about bringing this up because this wasn't part of the comic book story and it wasn't done by any of these artists, but that little insert moment in the, somewhere in the first five issues. It was right after goes, the
0: first issue, I think.
2: Where you see the full scene and then the next page, it's completely black other than what the ripples are and that Daredevil can see. I loved that. This page. It, yeah, which, I mean, I feel kind of silly for being like, oh, that's so amazing, and bringing it up because it had nothing to do with the, the story that we were reading.
0: No, but it, it, it's, it, it's still a good representation on how different artists will portray the, the vision that, that the Daredevil sees. Because, I mean, yeah, you can make, make a character blind in a comic book, but how do you make it resonate with the person that's reading? it's like mm-hmm. it, you know they could not do this and just show Daredevil fighting all the time and just say he's blind and yeah sure i'm i'm sure people would probably buy it but the fact that it, they show his vision like his his sense his radar i i feel just it, it has a subtle not a subtle but a reminder that hey matt murdock is blind but mm-hmm because he's blind, this is how he can still kick ass.
2: Yeah, and I mean, this one in particular shows all the senses. This moment in the comic in particular shows all of the senses um, illustrated through smell, hearing, and his radar sight.
3: Mm -hmm. uh,
2: For a lack of a better way of saying that.
0: Yeah. Um, And, you know, the, the... Always, whenever there's the heartbeats, yeah, um, I, I I do enjoy it, and that was, um. There there were a few scenes that were like that, and it's like oh, heartbeats just do are, are like, Whew. heartbeats are good. I'm trying to find the next, uh, uh, the next style of of his radar, essentially. Something
2: else that was interesting story-wise with this Matt Murdock is instead of a lawyer, what he goes into doing um, as a parole officer, and you hear so many people offer, or so many people, so you hear uh, Foggy say that it was like he was born to be a lawyer, and then the doctor who was like, no, you messed up and you killed somebody, was pretty much telling him that he should be a doctor, (laughs) which we all know, you know. Why he can't be be that. Um, And then you see him as the parole officer and him using his abilities to do that so well. And you're just like, dang, what can't you do, sir?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean.
2: And I mean, if you ask the character now, he would say uh, that he couldn't be Daredevil.
0: That's true. (laughs) It is very true. <laughs> um I was I was hoping that I'd be able to find uh like a a few more panels than uh uh no that's uh the, the last art style.
3: But
2: like it was the last art style I think had had a moment where they
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I thought I thought during the um essentially the dinner scene. Oh. That there might have been.
2: I enjoyed the dinner scene also. I it got was, a little wordy, but it was really interesting to read.
0: It was very wordy, but it was a, it, yeah, like you said, a very interesting take on how different people uh, justify some of the shitty things they do.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you have a former DA, assistant DA slash superhero sitting across from a mob
1: boss. Yeah. Like, yep. All right, all right.
3: Pretty much. Um, Maybe there really wasn't.
0: Uh, But yeah, so the fact that we got to see essentially four different artists take on it In uh, one volume was very nice. Um, And again, is one of my favorite parts about what makes Daredevil unique. Is how everybody can ease... Every artist that tackles it um, can really put their own spin on it. And it doesn't... It's not wrong.
1: Right.
3: Um, And
0: uh, I think... I, I think the first artist uh I probably did in what would be my opinion the best of them. I agree. But uh in this what I favored. But in uh I think is this this is before issue five, so this is the same the first artist. Yeah. Um one of the things that I I really, really liked here was the fact that there are all of these like, essentially stars around the room, the, the red splotches everywhere, which, yeah. to me, I, and, and this could not be what the artist was intending to do at all, but to me, like, Daredevil's super injured right now, and because he probably is hearing his own heartbeat, like, in his brain, and this is me just saying, oh, this is, like, you know when oh, you start I to mean? see spots uh for you know people who can see you know what i mean Yeah. but uh, am i am i wrong like it no, it, it like kind of seems you faint. Ex- i mean i haven't ever fainted so but like,
1: before you faint <laughs> okay um
0: or if you get up too fast after not like having eaten enough or 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 something like that this is
3: mm-hmm.
0: this is how i imagine daredevil is uh is feeling and um this page right here these two pages um uh, where spider-man is in daredevil's house um uh, this is actually the, the the first two pages i ever saw of this book because i had been scrolling across uh through reddit and this scene came up um in a, in one of the comic book subreddits that i that i frequent and um I just thought it was—I uh, I thought it was a really interesting conversation to just see the middle of, of of Spider-Man saying, "Look, dude, if you're gonna keep going crazy, we're gonna have to kick your ass." Yeah. Um, kind of thing. And
1: I loved though
2: the resignation of Daredevil in that moment, instead of it being like a a fight. When I was and I was like, I really don't want to read a fight between Daredevil and Spider-Man right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, after all the shit that he's going through. Hell yeah. no. Hell no. Um and uh if you if you're reading any of the Spider-Man comics that are going on in conjunction with this, it's like if you think the the way this Spider-Man talks is not very much like Spider-Man, Peter Parker's got some shit going on right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I always, one of the main reasons why Daredevil became one of my, my second, like, favorite Marvel hero is because of how many team-ups between Spider-Man and Daredevil there are, um, and it just made me really like the dynamic between the two characters, um, and just, like, I, I really enjoyed it, um. And then the recognition of Spider-Man being in the room. Um, and, and like, this is definitely a person I cannot, you know, win in a head-to-head arm-wrestling match with. Um, but he somehow manages to pull all his punches. Yeah. I feel like I've been talking a lot here. Um...
1: Well, because I feel like every moment that I'm like, "Oh, I can say something," I'm like, "Yeah," but we're talking
2: about art now, and then this and this, and so I'm like, "Oh, I gotta go with the flow of the conversation, man."
0: Well,
3: um, otherwise,
2: I'm jumping around like the coffee inside me.
0: Um, I am sorry. I've I've just been going like, bang, yeah, bam, if you bam, bam. One of
2: your favorite superheroes. I would have probably done the same. Of if you pick a Nightwing comic,
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. That's
2: fair. So I am not wounded, and
0: so what were some of the parts that resonated the most with you in this book?
2: Uh, aside from the ones that I already said, mm-hmm. um,
1: character-wise, I'm interested in seeing how Cole North
3: the detective. Continues in the mm-hmm. story,
1: um, because I enjoyed seeing like that slight—you barely
2: got a taste of the struggle that he was going through emotionally and mentally when he is dealing with the aftermath of getting rid of Daredevil. Cause he's kind of like, uh, I should have done this because it was wrong. But at the same time, I think I'm just telling myself that I should have done this because it was wrong. And I don't actually think that anymore. So I enjoyed seeing that struggle. I wish that we had seen more of it. Um continue on, which I'm sure you do in later comics. Uh, just based on how this one ended.
1: Um, with Daredevil saving his behind. Um. Uh. I will also say that I was very happy to learn that
2: he is not going to have a drug problem. (laughs) With the pain meds, because for like a nanosecond I got nervous. It was also comical hearing the instant where, um.
1: Uh, Daredevil uh,
2: realized that Punisher had a very iconic t-shirt. That was funny. Yeah. He was like, I didn't really realize. I just, I needed a shirt.
0: Yeah. Um, No, and and that I felt like was also a good representation of what he was going through. Yeah. Like the, the light and the dark in him that was really fighting each other.
1: I mean,
2: that fight, the the Daredevil in the um, Punisher t-shirt was probably some of my favorite artistic moments because the color palette went so much darker and muted and that was really where he hit his lowest point Um, in terms of trying so hard to prove he can do uh, the
1: job of being a superhero still. Right. Right. Um,
0: I love this stance and this yeah, like this this pose in general, and when all he of is that.
1: on top of the the dude gunman, yeah, and,
0: yeah, the gunman
1: Woo-hoo. um, and it I gives will you some also...
0: carnage
3: vibes, so
1: yes, but and I like the street fighter uh gloves unraveling,
2: it was very much equivalent of his the state of his psyche at this point. It was
1: really really pretty and well done.
0: hmm No, I I I think the I think this is one where the the writer and the artist really worked well together. Um
2: the first five issues. Not that like the other issues are bad art, in my opinion. But the Not first the five issues,
0: issues are, in particular,
2: yeah, yeah, are just outstanding. Mm-hmm. I um,
0: I agree.
1: Yeah.
3: Um,
1: Another thing with Cole North is, I
2: would be really interested to see his reaction in learning that Daredevil is
1: blind.
0: I always love when anyone finds out that Daredevil is blind. (laughs) Like any, any and every scene where it's like, uh, okay, dude, especially in like the Netflix series where like when he meets Jessica Jones and when he meets Luke Cage and when he meets Danny Rand, it's like, you're blind.
1: It's so awesome. Although I did not watch uh, those spinoff series, but yeah. Oh, Anna. I only saw them in the movie. Okay. I know you're judging. It's fine. Have you finished Loki? I have. I don't believe you. Go away. We continue talking about Daredevil.
3: Um.
0: No, I, I I enjoyed this, and it it is one of the kind of nice things, but is really a sad thing about Daredevil, is there are a lot of volume ones because there, I I don't feel like really any of his comics had super super long runs mm-hmm. before like going away and coming back a few times, um, so. I do feel like Daredevil is one of the easier ones to just say, "I'm going to go grab a volume one," um, and every time it's going to be a I'm good, start off. yeah, a good entry point and just a, a a a fun, a fun story, a deep story, a story that should resonate with you in whichever direction okay. it goes. Um. And and that is that is one of the things that I that I like about it. Um, do you have you you have favorite you have favorite panels? I assume.
2: Well, we had some when I was talking about the fighting scene. Okay. I was talking about why they were my favorites in terms of the color scheme Perfect. and. Yeah.
0: Um, I Her. wrote mine, I actually wrote mine down this time. I usually um,
2: have to write mine down, but this time it was really just that entire moment. Uh-huh. So it was all of those panels that I felt like captured the mood really well, the,
1: the character devolving really well.
0: 100%. Yeah. Um... When we got into the, the second round of, the, the second artist, uh, this scene was one of my favorites. Just in the, the way they depict, like, oh my god, this guy is having a panic attack. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I go to, very frequently, if the art does facial expressions well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna like it and even though there isn't as much detail in this artist as the previous artist i felt like they still did a really good job in showing the mental break that matt Murdock is is having Mm -hmm. um and then uh i think i had another set here um i also
2: and that moment, just for anybody who is on the podcast, was when he realizes that the man he killed... Oh, my bad. He's yep. uh, the parole officer for the brother.
0: Thank you. We we do have to yeah. be better about that, because I think we, we do that a lot, where we reference what's on screen. Um, and then this other scene where, um, you know, you see... I mean, this is almost like uh, Robin Wars. Like, this, like reading this part, I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be Robin War, but Daredevil War.
2: Like, the whole We Are Robin movement, yeah. We Are Daredevil.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Um, I got those vibes.
0: And, like, seeing that, and then seeing Matt Murdock just sitting in his room, listening to the city, um, and it getting... I
1: love that moment! ...to
0: this <laughs> full-page screen where uh, scene where you just see, like, um, the cityscape of of New York. You see Matt's room in in this blue color, and then you just see a bunch of words of everything that he's hearing around the city, um, and then him pinpointing like exactly where crimes everything are happening. It yeah. yeah,
1: it it's it was
2: fantastic.
0: I loved it. I loved it. And
2: it was definitely like his way of coping with not being Daredevil anymore. Right. Like he couldn't turn a blind eye. Uh-huh.
0: Absolutely. I also really enjoyed the conversations that he had with Sister Elizabeth. Yeah. Um especially the last one right before he goes to to look for that kid. Mm-hmm. Um where where she's like, you know, god gave you a gift and you have a specific way of using it maybe the challenge that god is giving you is trying to figure out a different way to use it to the same means and i felt like this was one where it's like i feel like this is kind of you using it for the same ish means yeah um only downside is no corruption can really be stopped with this and i think that's a huge issue in hell's Kitchen.
1: Um Yeah, that's why I kind of, I don't dislike
2: um, him as the parole officer, because that was a really interesting new uh, character development career path and very interesting to read about. But in terms of
1: coping with not being Daredevil anymore, him being a lawyer to stop the crime.
3: Yeah. I don't want
1: to say it made more sense because there's an argument for both in making
2: sense. One, he stops the crime, and one, he tries to reform the crime from ever happening
1: again.
0: Well, uh, he, was a, he was a defense attorney, though, you know? Yeah. He he was trying to... He was trying to...
1: Keep people out of jail.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, but most of the ones that I read, he was just defending good people.
0: Not always.
2: Cool. Well, I said the ones that I read, Ben. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, but, but yeah, I'm
2: I... am a positive outlook person. I scared my dog out of the closet. I, I
0: do agree that uh, this, this book did show you know him having to, to deal with different aspects of the same job together. Yeah. It's always nice to have the real world parallel. And not have it be like in the Lucifer TV show where the real world parallel becomes him sitting in a uh uh psychiatrist's office, you know. Um one final note from me for uh for the art, and I, I know it's not the art that we're we're specifically here to, to judge um, but the cover arts,
2: the elements. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Um,
0: like, and I don't, I don't know. I feel like every time they they reboot Daredevil, the they they always have such an awesome artist doing the cover art. I
1: also just say that the cover art this time is watercolor. Should mean that some comics out there should be more watercolor.
3: Nope. Um, and then even
0: like the variant covers.
1: Okay, those aren't watercolor. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah.
0: But I, I love the the. I I really liked the the Last Supper um, styled. Uh, book cover. That was the one that I was hovered over for a little bit um, earlier, but these Daredevil covers are always really good in my opinion. Is essentially what I'm trying to get at.
1: Oops. I really love that um, almost pen diagram style uh, artwork with Matt Murdock and
0: Wilson Fisk. Yeah, the kingpin, mayor kingpin. I was,
2: I was just gonna say kingpin,
1: and then he said his name. I was like, fine. <laughs> um, and the daredevil being the comparing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right.
1: I'm iffy about Electro coming in, but
0: I mean, I feel like you got to keep them hooked somehow. I don't. I mean that that's probably like what they're saying is trying to, you know, keep it interesting. Electra is kind of like kind of meh to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um but uh anyways, shall we talk about scoring?
1: Sure. You start with story.
0: Yeah. Um so story-wise um I enjoyed it. It was it was an origin story, but it was a little deeper than just your standard origin story. Um, it actually did a lot better of a job um, showcasing why he's making the decisions he's making now based on what he had to deal with as a, as a kid or growing up or any of that. Um so because of that it's very it's very accessible to a new reader and um i just i felt like character growth in in the, or not necessarily growth but development. development throughout i feel every single issue like every single issue had either growth or digressing in like what he uh what Matt was having to put up with uh what Daredevil was having to put put up with um until finally getting to that point of almost rebirth um it's a it's a good story um i don't know that i'd call it oh so exciting that like this is this is quintessential daredevil. This is the best daredevil that you're going to read. I don't think it's that, Um, but I think it's good daredevil. Um, And if you're kind of trying to get a little taste of it without doing anything too serious, too fast, this is a good one to go with. Um, And I think for that reason, uh, I give it, you know, a seven is still good. Um, It's a, it's, you know, average, right? And I would yes. say I would say story-wise this is very average.
1: Yeah. Um so for me I really did enjoy seeing the almost de-evolution of Daredevil. Um I thought that the multiple perspectives uh, that you get from
2: being how you view being a superhero, how people view vigilante, how divided the police force was, how divided Daredevil was,
1: how divided... um, It's not divided, but how um, other
2: superheroes tried bridging that divide i guess for him and how the church tried helping bridge the gap was all an extremely interesting read um i think that it's a good start for anybody trying to read it i enjoy philosophy a lot so all of those moments where you delved into
1: those aspects of it resonated with me a lot more than than maybe Some other people might when they read this. um,
0: Some level of philosophy in any story is always always kind of makes you go. I either sit there and go, huh? Or, whoa.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: And I think this was like a whoa. Um, The introduction to
1: Cole North's character is promising. Um and even
2: the introduction to a different side of the mob family, the
3: Libris family.
2: Thing. Okay. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh is interesting to me. So I would probably give this one an eight out of ten for story. Okay. I would recommend it to somebody interested in Daredevil. Um I don't know if this would be like my go-to one for this is where you should start or like right. this one gonna get you into it. Absolutely, but this one is interesting.
1: I think that it's well done. Um. Yeah. All right. I, th- I think I feel pretty good at eight.
0: Yeah, and, and
1: I was—I like was—I
2: made it sound like an eight, not like
0: <laughs> I was somewhere. Uh, I was. I was originally going to give it an eight, but i think I think part of why I don't want to give it that high of a of a score is because I know that there are, are Daredevil stories that are better than this, and maybe I shouldn't always I, like I, I don't always um, base my scores off of this, but in the sense of i some of those stories that I'm thinking of, I would consider an eight um like uh daredevil yellow um i would consider that a solid eight or a nine but and i don't
2: yellow would be a nine but that's a standalone
0: it is no no i know but it's still a a comic book to compare yeah um but uh like i know daredevil books that i would consider an eight and they are what I would think are much better stories than this. Yeah. So that's that that essentially is what made me go down a notch because I know how many stories there are that are better than this. But this is still good. Yeah. Like uh, like okay. like Anna was saying, like I'd still I would still recommend this to people.
2: Um, Another one where you gotta know. What the person likes, mm-hmm. because there are uh, <laughs> there are comics uh, with Daredevil that have a more comedic lilt to it, mm-hmm. and this one
1: obviously has a quite darker tone.
3: Yeah,
0: he's bad man. No. Uh,
2: oh,
1: art is me though.
0: Yeah, art is you.
1: So um
2: I know exactly what I'm going to give it on give it on art and it is going to be because of the shift in art styles none of them are bad i favor the um first five issues and i think that the first five issues are like eight or nine territory in terms of what i favor mm-hmm. i like the detail work i really liked the color play i love which I know we're not judging it on this, but I loved the uh, watercolor covers. So I guess that maybe I would give it more of an eight in just those five issues. Mm. And then the later issues, I'd give it a lower score just because it's not... It's not my taste, but they're done well for what they are. And when they're paired together, though, with the first one, I did find the, the shifts jarring. I thought, though, that all of the styles together... Just happy coincidence that it all ended up flowing in such a way that kind of tied it in. Mm -hmm. But I do think that that was a coincidence. I do not at all think that was a storytelling device for the details to all of a sudden disappear or start to disappear. Right. So, I mean, the last one is definitely my least favorite art style. The middle one is just, like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing outstanding about that art style to me, particularly. Like, I didn't find any moments in the later issues. Uh, None of those moments ever hit my favorite panels. All of my favorite panels happened in the first five issues with the first artist.
0: Yeah, I tried to pick favorite panels from the first five and the second four. Mm -hmm. I tried to then also do the same thing with the last, but... I just could I mean,
1: with the last one, you can say the,
0: and the funny color th-
2: story uh-huh. and the police station was interesting.
0: Yes. And I think...
2: I don't know why red and green.
0: I think that I would read... If this were the style of the whole book, um, the, last the, the, the last issue or the style of the whole volume... I think I don't think I would be as upset by the not upset. That's that's not the right okay. word, but like taken disinterested. aback, disinterested. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, by the time we got here, I do very much prefer when um, when you have a big story arc that it's a consistent artist through.
1: Um, and I just
2: think that this one had a happy incident of them at least going together in such a way that they w- were consistently losing an element. And the same element. Yeah. Um, And I think that each artist, as a standalone, I would read the comic. I would obviously have a different score for the art each time, but I would still read them. Uh-huh. So none of them are going to get so low where I'm not interested in reading the story. Um, it almost becomes very dated by the end of it. Art style wise,
0: right? Like it, it's very classic comic.
2: Yeah, it goes from like super so, modernized so to average comic to like pop art comic. Um, yeah. But so my overall art score would be a seven.
0: Overall art score
2: were... six or seven? I'll say seven. I guess.
0: Okay.
3: Because um,
2: the first five are my favorite and that is half of the book. And then the second half really isn't that bad.
3: Ooh.
0: I agree. Um and I, I think
2: Maybe I'll give it. Okay. I know what my overall score is, so I guess it really doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> um I think Overall, my favorite uh, art style was the the first one as well. Um, I just, you know, it it was. The detail was was really good in showing like a a good. Sorry, I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. Um, You know, we've complained before about how the art doesn't lend to the story itself. I felt like the art in the first uh, the first batch did really really well with the story, between showing how he sees how the world uh, how the world is kind of being seen and uh, how these flashbacks happen. Like each each set has its own color palette that it pulls yeah,
3: from. There's, a,
2: there's very much a decisive. Uh tone with the color and the lighting mm-hmm. for every moment even the flashbacks have like a warmth of an idolized youth full
1: take mm-hmm. like
2: um,
1: you know 2020
0: <laughs> I think that I think that I would probably give the art the, the same score um, and again one of that one of one of those reasons is because like I said I do really like for a single story arc to have the same artist through it, and you know you might you might definitely say that there's at least two different story arcs in this one, and you know one is him stopping being Daredevil and him learning to be Daredevil again. but I don't know I, I I could have enjoyed it more, I think, if it was the same all the way through.
1: consistent. yeah.
2: Yeah. I think the reason I'm also going to stick with the seven is because they did all play well with each other.
0: They did all play well with each other. So
2: I'm not going to, I'm going to keep with the seven because of that reason.
0: I'm going to not count issue 10 at all because that one was such a, that one was a very far leap in my opinion.
1: That's funny.
0: So that's just that's just me.
1: Um, it's also
2: funny because I felt like it was a far leap between the first five and then the sixth sixth one.
0: I mean, I it, it was a far leap, but I don't think it was as.
2: No, no, no. I get it. It's just funny. Uh, overall, for you or for me? Uh,
0: it's your book, so you go first. I think that's how. So we do it.
2: overall, for me. I'm gonna go with the lower score being the seven as mm. my overall, playing keeping in mind the the points that I took off for specific art changes in style.
1: Um, and the storyline being good and interesting, and
2: Philosophical at moments with good characters, good character progression, and
1: digression and all this and that but at the end of the day i think that it's just
0: a it's a good, good story comic. yeah
1: yeah it's it's like, i comic. think it's just a good comic
0: yep um and i mean i gave the story a seven i gave the art a seven so i'm gonna give overall a two uh no, um, I'm giving... Obviously, I'm going to give it... That's what
2: you would do if you just want to be mean and make me lose. <laughs> it's
0: true. Um, no, I think I would give it a seven as well. Um, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's a good story. Um, I would I would still recommend it to some people. Um, are there better ones? Yeah. But there are also much worse ones. Yeah. Um. And it still shows, it's a good representation of the character.
1: And I can't say
2: that I found anything bad about it. Right. So, like, when you are saying there are good, there are better stories and there are worse stories, there's definitely no element that I can find where I'm like, oh my god, this was completely unnecessary. What did I just read?
3: Right. Except for issue So 10. it's a C. <laughs> it's a C, yeah. And that still passes. You know?
1: Yeah. And I mean, hey, even D's get degrees.
3: Exactly. I told that
1: to
2: Sarah, and she, like, lost her mind. She was like, is that what you told yourself through college? I'm like, yes.
0: Oh, gosh, she's got what? a rude awakening when nobody in job interviews ever asks her what, how, what her grades were in college.
2: Nope. Although I did fill out an application where it asked me what my, but I was, it was for substitute teaching, where it was, like, my average GPA.
0: Oh yeah, that, yeah,
2: and it that wasn't a sense. required thing. But I was like, I don't know.
0: Um, so seven, seven, and a seven.
2: Hmm?
0: Good start, solid start. Um,
2: average start. <laughs>
0: an average start. Um, What's
2: the next comic, Ben?
0: Well, I, I just wanted to also point out that it's been a bit since we've. I feel like given something such an. I get no. I guess we gave Eminon. We haven't, we have not like, uh, read what we would consider to be like a nine or a 10 in a while. I know. It's kind of a bummer. I mean, these books are still good, but it's like, I want to find that book where we're like, (gasps) yeah, you know, um, I don't think that's going to be this month, at least
2: based uh, not, not
1: on
0: my picks.
2: My my other pick, I, I have no idea what to really expect from it, like at all. That was a very wild card pick of mine.
0: It's okay, you did a wild card pick uh, for for your next one, but our next book is my wild card pick.
1: What is uh, a such a wild card? When you told me you wanted this hero, I hope oh, really.
0: <laughs> well, so I was really wanting um, a Hawk Girl story. Uh, just because she's such a major char- like character in the Justice League TV show. Yeah. She's not a major character in the Justice League in the comics. Like, she doesn't show up a whole lot in general.
2: So, Martian Manhunter is a good and, like,
1: forefront character in cartoons and, like, not at all in his standalones.
0: He is the forefront character in his standalones.
1: I meant I know, I noticed that when I said
2: it too, but I was really hoping you'd give me a pass. You didn't.
0: Nope.
2: I just meant look harder, Ben.
0: Okay. Um I, and I did find I did find a bunch of, of Hawk Girl stories that we could do. It's just none of them were on uh
2: you wanted the Egyptian mythology? I
0: Yeah, I did want some of the Egyptian mythology. Um, and it's not so much that, like, none of them had that, but uh, um, none of them had, like, a collected edition that uh, I could just buy or was available on, uh, like, DC. Mythology. Yeah, I mean, I guess all of them were available on, on DC Universe Infinite. Think I had to come up with a better name for that, um, but it's it's very. I have a way that I like to read, and and it's comicsology, <laughs> as far as navigation goes. Um, but yeah, so I did pick, uh, I think the the latest run of Hawkman, um, and I have actually. Uh, the, the volume that we're reading is the final volume of that, uh, of that run. So I have been trying to read the entirety of that run. Just so I have some background, just in case. Just in case, so if I need to explain something, it's something that we can actually talk about. I really like how your face froze for like 20 seconds.
1: I was laughing. I tried so hard not to laugh. It froze at like the perfect part, but it was still a stupid face. Oh, okay, I'm good. I'm good.
0: Um so yeah, so uh we are reading Hawkman Hawks Eternal. Um for uh for my peak. I think it was for Hawks. the DC yeah for DC um trying to here it is yeah Hawks Eternal um so this is this is our next week's book um and then the following week is Anna's pick uh where we go back and do the independent
1: and we read lo 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 volume one
0: yeah, it's it's just low. One low. Not it low, 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 low.
1: Yeah, but I was singing a song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, low, oh, low, oh, low.
0: Oh. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You're
1: welcome.
0: Um, and then for our final uh our, our manga, I chose it. Well, actually, I did not choose it. I took the suggestion of one of our listeners. Um, he uh very early on into this series recommended Astro Boy volume three. Uh, so this is the first manga that we're going to be reading that is not a volume one. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to it because he talks up this, this manga quite a bit. Yep. Nope. Yep. So that'd be good. Otherwise, I'm saying that's that's Zanza's score, and he has to roll the uh, the Wheel of the Misfortune.
2: Wheel. We have to reel We We're, like, behind.
0: We are. By, like, four, I think.
2: By four? I thought by three.
0: Maybe it's three. Maybe well, I guess
2: technically it's four, because you still haven't refilmed your ice bucket.
0: I just don't want to, because I already did it.
1: <laughs> so soft. <sighs>
0: Anyways, <laughs> so, um, guys
1: Where can people find you?
0: Oh oh shit you're asking me first. Um,
1: I know I tried really
2: hard to go first.
0: You can find me pretty much everywhere as it's BenPi, Twitter, Twitch, um, Instagram, uh, although I do have a second Instagram for me art ben photo. Um, and then of course you can find all of our uh, all of my projects on it'sbenpie.com forward slash links. Um that does now have the uh sibling rival read Instagram on it. What are you Yay!
2: doing? What?
0: What are you doing? Are you just staring at your eyebrow and going dee 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 dee? Anna, where can people find you on the internet?
2: Um, I am on the Instagram. I have two accounts, a personal account that mostly consists of my dog and probably uh some sewing stuff that I'm working on this week for my baby niece. My baby oh, niece.
0: That's that's my, uh, my daughter. Yeah,
2: you that's your daughter. She's so much cuter than you are. Um Not very hard. Uh which is Anna underscore Riddick, and then I have a art account, which I might post too soon. I don't really know anymore at this point, which is A Riddick underscore designs. Um, And then I have a Twitter that I never use, but maybe someone will teach me how to use it well one day, and that is Anna no underscore Riddick, because there's no underscore in the Twitter.
0: Uh, Her Twitter is actually a Riddick Designs.
1: Never mind!
0: Just got to throw that out there. Um, You guys, log listeners of the show, may also recall that... uh, she did not know her own Instagram handles either. And now she also does not know her Twitter. So.
1: In my defense, I don't use Twitter.
0: Guys, keep those poll lists full. And until next week, Shaloma stay.
1: Hey, oh, I missed it.